All right, welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. I'm David Levake, and it's my pleasure to be with one of really, truly my one of my favorite people in all of Minnesota sports. Uh, she is a tremendous player, entrepreneur. She's a great ambassador for girls hockey. Very proud to be speaking with Winnie Brown. How are you doing? Thanks. Good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll break down the girls state tournament this week. We got single A and double A. Uh, single A starts, of course, Wednesday and double A on Thursday. Um, I wanted to get some clarification though, on something else here before we get going. You were recognized at your uh, at your alma mater of Roseville this year, the banner, banner presentation back in January. Is that the same as getting your number retired or what's the deal there? Yeah, so they did retire my number and it was actually pretty neat because after the ceremony and the puck drop, uh, Kate Hogg, who is currently wearing number five senior, who's going to St. Thomas, uh, went out and scored uh, the first goal of the game five minutes in. So I thought that was uh, pretty neat, pretty special. And so you didn't you didn't go in and have her change out of it right away? Like, sorry, so it's just this number. <laughs> yeah, sorry, this number is not yours anymore. No, um, <laughs> It's uh, she wrote out the year, and I was really proud of that Roseville team this year. Uh, they had a great season, so yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's a, well, you and Steckline, those are the two numbers on the wall right now, correct? Yep, yep. And then on the boys' side, it's uh, Chris McAlpine, who my older sister uh, had the pleasure of playing with growing up with the boys. Nice, very nice. I'm sure more to come because there's more good Roseville players. Uh, to, to, to honor when the time I figured they would have done this for you by now. What was, did you like not turn in a library book all these years or what was, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it might've been because my brother Vic was the coach and he's like, I'm not <laughs> retiring my little sister's number. <laughs> that might've been it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad to be with you talking about this here. Um, let's jump into the single a tournament and uh, just looking across at the morning uh, uh, section, the morning, uh, 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 session rather, sorry, I said section, I meant session. Um, we'll get started with Mankato East and Orono. I'm very interested in seeing Orono. Uh, is it Isla Risk Camp? Am I saying that right? Yep, Isla Rice Camp. Yep. Rice Camp, okay. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. she's a good little player and she's uh, going to be playing college hockey at Sacred Heart. And then you got the Nikum sisters who uh, bring uh, a lot to the table for that team as well with speed. And they're little, but they're feisty and uh, they're uh, very valuable to that team. And unfortunately, Orono, one of their best, I, I love to mention is uh, Grace Pickett had torn her ACL this fall playing soccer, high school varsity soccer. So that was kind of a uh, bummer for her and the team, but it's nice to see that they're doing so well without her. And I know she's going to be at the state tournament and on the bench and rooting for her teammates. So yeah, Orono's the two seed. Uh, and then following that game, the number three seed, the defending champs in single A, Proctor Hermantown, they'll take on Albert Lee. I, I'd said at the beginning of the year, I don't think Proctor Hermantown will go undefeated again this year, but I did expect them to be right where they are, which is back in the state tournament. Right. And uh, they're just well coached by Emma Stauber, who's one of my uh, Whitecaps teammates. So it's fun to see her back there. And um, they do have experience because they were you know, a pretty young team last year. So if they play a team game, uh, anything can happen. Yeah, in uh, the evening session, uh, we'll start it off with the top seed, War Road, against the River Lake Stars. I don't think that's a great matchup for War Road in the sense that River Lakes, you know, they, they know their way around uh, this tournament. And I think that could be a, a, that could be a tougher matchup than, than people might think. Right. And uh, they have 
you know, great goaltending. They got Keanu Roski, uh, big time defender on that team who's going to Mankato. And um, Cadence is her sister who is in the net for River Lake. So that's kind of fun. Um, and with War Road, uh, Izzy's going to have his team on all cylinders because I think that this might be their year to, you know, come in and win that state tournament because it's been a little while. Yeah, it has. Yeah, people forget that it has been a little while for War Road, and and you know they've got three losses this season, uh, but I believe two of them are to Andover. So right, yeah. So that's not, those aren't bad losses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, within single A, War Road sitting just fine. Thank you very much. Um, and then the uh, the nightcap. This is a game that intrigues me for a couple of reasons too. Number four seed South St. Paul, and the number five seed Laverne Cardinals. Yeah, and I mean. Hats off to South St. Paul doing a great job. And Palmquist always does a great job coaching and having his team ready for uh, big games and, you know, beating Chisago Lakes with two of the biggest goal scorers and one of the best lines in all, you know, class A and double A beating out uh, Danny Bergen and Danny Burnett to be able to stop them was impressive. And they got Delaney Norman and Nets, which is a huge, huge help for them. And they're going to have to try to stop uh, Laverne's Cameron. Uh, so she's you know their player that's been scoring so if they can stop her i think they have a good chance uh, cameron van bontavia she's got 80 goals yeah, <laughs> and she's heading to mankato so it will see you know she, they're gonna laverne's gonna need her to score get some of those points to get past that south st paul team i would say it was sometime uh in january late january something like that but anyway I, I was i had i was calling a game that had south st paul in it and, and i talked to Dave Palmquist before the game, I said, what do I need to know? And he said, well, we really, uh, if we score first, it's a different game. If you look at our, our losses, we, we didn't score first. And I thought, okay, he's probably not remembering that correctly. He was exactly right. Any game that the opponent scored first, even if it was just one goal, South St. Paul didn't win. So it really does make a huge difference. Yeah. Paul so they're going to have to stop. Yeah, Cameron, the goal scorer. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. They got a player, too, Lily Ramirez. She, uh, Housley, refer, he, I'm sorry, Palmquist refers to her as our little Phil Housley, which is, you know, as good a compliment as it gets. Yeah, no, she's good, and she played on my Black Elite League team. She's a very solid D and um, also going to Mankato. So there's a lot of Mankato, uh, Mankato players in this Class A that have really good representation for this tournament. And I didn't mention this at the beginning, but part of the reason I was very intrigued to talk to you is because of the work that you do with your OS training and with the Elite League. You've seen a lot of these players uh, and have a, a more of an intimate knowledge of them and, and what they can offer. And so I, I, that's uh, when we talked about being an entrepreneur. I didn't, ex I didn't ex explain exactly what that meant. That's what it meant, OS training and, and the Elite League. So um, unless there's anything else for, uh, for single A, we can move on to the double A. Yeah. All right, we'll start off Thursday's quarterfinals with number two, Edina and Northfield, who uh, Northfield able to knock off Lakeville South, uh, which was a heck of an upset in the section final, and they get Edina for their troubles. <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, that's super impressive that Northfield, uh, they had a great season this year. They got, you know, some up-and-coming young players, and Paige Haley's doing a tremendous job just being there, you know, a few years here now, and getting her team to the state tournament in an impressive, you know, class double A uh, section. So, um, but it's gonna be tough with Edina to get past just because Edina's got the experience. Uh, Sammy Reber does a tremendous job with her team. Uh, they got Uma who is going for her third straight with Edina. Um, 
championship and she's going to be a tough one to get past and Vivian jungles and Jane Keel and all these other kids that are Maxwell. I mean, they got a bunch of division one kids. So. Well, I got to offer a quick correction there. Umo's going for her second with Edina. They, they've only won once with her. They got beat by Andover. Oh yeah, that's right. She has two with Breck. Two with Breck. Okay, two with Breck. That's yeah. right. Two with Breck. She's a, she's a junior. Yep, yeah. yep. And she's only a junior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a junior with three championships under her belt. So that's it. Yeah. And we're recording this Monday afternoon, but it's not going to be published until Wednesday morning. So I can say here that you mentioned Jungles. She's our Star Tribune Metro for the year. So she's a, a real... Oh. That's awesome. No, yeah, she's a tremendous defender going to Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin and just a solid player, but she also brings a lot of offense to that team. Um, right. Just all around. She's just, yeah. She's well, you were an offensive defender in your day. When you look at how much things have evolved and you see what a, you know, a top-notch offensive defender looks like now with jungles, what do you see in the way that the game and the training and everything else, what, what, what do you see in her that shows how far things have come? Uh, I think just the overall, like, uh, shooting in general has gotten a lot better. The passing, uh, just the ability to, like, use other players, right? Because the talent pool is just a lot bigger. Um, and, you know, the ability for Vivian Jungles to play with high-end players uh, helps a lot, too. You know, you got Jane Keel and Maxwell and you know, many others, but it just, it helps elevate the player and elevate the game. Well, and we talk a lot about her offense and rightfully so, but she's, I'm told she's as good as a defender one-on-one. -on -one, you don't beat her, you know, which... oh, you don't beat her. Right. And it's her skating, um, her pivoting, her ability to, you know, her gaps, just it's all around. She's just a tremendous D. I mean, I think she's the only D up from this hockey which uh, it's tough to make that top five as a D just because you got to be such a good defender. And uh, you got to be a lot of times you got to be a dynamic defender that brings offense to, to kind yeah, of absolutely. attention. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Another, your resume continues the inaugural Miss Hockey winner when he broke, <laughs> by the way, 1919, um, Second Thursday quarterfinal. Burnsville against number three seed Minnetonka. Kind of fun because Minnetonka's coach, Tracy Cassano, one of her past uh, coaching jobs was at Burnsville, and she gets to see the blaze here in the quarters. Right, it's pretty neat because uh, I think Burnsville is also co-oping next year with Apple Valley, if I'm not mistaken. And so it's I've heard rumblings. That, yeah, rumblings of that. So, you know, maybe this is a burst that – you know, they can get that program, the numbers up at the youth, because I think that's where it really has to start. Um, but either way, it's pretty neat that they got to the state tournament if, in fact, they are going to pull out next year. So, um, and then Minnetonka, I think that we haven't seen their best hockey yet. I think uh, they're a team that, you know, could go all the way if they get that team uh, going. And it's pretty neat to mention uh, Sophia Johnson, because we've been talking a lot about goaltenders and I think this is the first time that she's been the starter the whole season, just because she was behind uh, Bryn Dulac, who's now at Cornell. And so now it's pretty neat that she was able to bring her team to the state tournament as well. Yeah. I talked to her after the section final and she said the same thing. This is, I had one year to shine. And, and so it's really gratifying to, to do my part to help put us back in the state tournament. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to step out a little bit here. I had that Minnetonka Holy Family section final, and I thought it, I've been saying that's the most physical girls hockey game I've ever seen. 
on Facebook, it shows your memories. And I, four years ago, I was observed about the Olympic game, must have been USA, Canada uh, on the women's side. And I said, boy, this game's physical. And I just feel like it's a non-checking sport, but it's, it's still, a, still a contact sport. And I feel like girls are doing a much better job, whether it's uh, rubbing people out, whether it's, uh, you know, using their bodies kind of like you'd use in basketball to, when you're dribbling. And I just feel like there's just so much more smart physical play that, that I'm seeing. And I'm wondering if that's been a, a coaching point of emphasis or what we can kind of, uh, what, what, what do we think we, that comes from? Yeah, I think I know in all my coaching that I do on, you know, whether it's boys or girls, I kind of coach them the same is that you always have to have body contact involved in the game and drills because um, a lot of stuff is, you know, away from players, but you have to be able to do all your skills when you're being hit or, you know, someone's, you know, you know, taking you out at the boards or whatever. I mean, there's no like open ice hits necessarily in the girls game, but there's definitely, you know, a lot of contact. And I always tell girls, I always ask them from the time they play, I'm like, is there checking in hockey? And they're like, no, I'm like, but is there body contact? And they're like, they all start laughing. Yeah. And I go, yeah, and it only gets more magnified as you get older <laughs> because yeah. it is part of the game um, big time. And so it's just exposing the girls to that type of play. Uh, when they're younger, because what I tell people about, you know, playing the more physical game is that you have to not only learn how to like hit, but you have to learn how to take a hit. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing that's kind of missed sometimes when coaching girls is that they don't teach the girls to take a hit. Cause I'm like, you are going to be hit. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. It's, it's, a, it's still a contact sport. Yeah. Still a big contact sport. Yeah. And then uh, in the evening session for the double-A quarters, we've got number one seed Andover undefeated, and they're going to take on Brainerd Little Falls. And, again, I, if I'm Andover, I don't love that matchup because Brainerd was in here just a couple of years ago, took Edina to double overtime, and and uh, that's that's a program that when they come down here, they're expecting to at least show well for themselves, and I don't think they're going to be necessarily afraid of Andover. No, right. And those Northern teams are always fun and you never know what to expect. And, you know, they're going to give it their all and they're going to compete and they're never going to give up. And so sometimes those teams are tough to get past. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Andover responds to Brainerd and see what Brainerd can get. That said, Andover is, boy, they're good. They come in waves. They execute yeah. at such a high yeah. level of speed. They're really impressive. No, yeah. Melissa's done a fabulous job with that whole group. And it's um, they're a really good like team and they play a really good team game and they have, you know, talent. They, uh, a lot of those kids know their roles and yeah, it's, it's, and they're physical, um, yeah. but skilled. <laughs> so yeah. pretty much I have it all. Yeah. They are very tough on the puck. Absolutely. And they, and they do have the goaltending. So they have Stagman who's had a great year this year too. So they have kind of all the pieces if they can, you know, keep it going a few more games. Yeah, she does, Stagman doesn't see the quantity because she's got a good team in front of her, but she has to make, you know, everybody's going to have to make a couple of saves. And when I had the section final, I wrote about it. I said, that second period, uh, five on, or power play anyway, and, and uh, you slid over and took away a, a two-on-one situation. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that was kind of a fun save. Because <laughs> initially she couldn't figure out why I wanted to talk to her. She said, I didn't really do anything. I said, I, I, I he did, you know. Right, yeah. She's, yeah, she's a good player. Yeah. And cap number four, Maple Grove, number five, Gentry Academy. 
Yeah, and that's, um, I think that's going to be the best game of the day for sure. Uh, being, seeing four versus five and they've met each other, you know, before this year and they've always been close games and it could go either way. And it's, you know, it's one of those games where who's going to come out to play. Um, I feel like that's whoever brings the highest energy and uh, most intensity is going to probably come out on top in that game because it's pretty even. Yeah, it's, it's covering those games for newspapers always tough. Cause I always feel like the four or five matchup late at night gets short because it's the last one of a long day. And, but as you said, it's usually the most compelling one of the long day. Right. Yeah. Because it is so close and you know, it's kind of a bummer that they have to play that late game <laughs> um, just because they're somewhat, you know, they get kind of worn out late at night, but um, state tournament time. So you gotta be ready whenever you're That's right. You've been, you've been a player in the tournament. You've been an analyst uh, for uh, channel 45 since 2006. What, what are some of the things that you like to do, whether it's, place to go get a coffee or, or, or a bite to eat or people that you really only see this time of year? What are some of your personal highlights of just being involved in the tournament? Yeah, I just think uh, my favorite part is just being able to know a lot of the kids and watch them when I'm anal being the analyst and knowing the names and knowing the kids and where they come from. And then also uh, usually just going with the, you know, set people and the staff, I only get to see them once a year, so that's pretty fun. And then we usually always go out to McGovern's and have a good time. And it's uh, yeah, just that time of year where it's just it's exciting. You get to see people at the rink that you haven't seen for a while. And yeah, it's just the atmosphere, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. now, you, you know, in some ways you add that, that whole piece that you talked about gets a, a greater importance because we didn't have a lot of that experience opportunity last year. I mean, I was, I don't know about you, but I was across the street watching some of the games on TV in the hotel and writing, you know, not the same vibe at all. Right. And even on the set, you know, it was, we usually have two people and, you know, we just had one and it's usually me and Chrissy or me and Mike McGraw. And yeah, it was just, it was a lot different. So hopefully this year it's a lot more normal and, you know, people will be able to kind of get back to a normal state tournament. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So they, people ask you, cause I'm pushing 50 now that far behind me and people have said well when is she done with the white caps playing professionally hey you play as long as you can all right oh, you, thank you. <laughs> you are an idol of the people in our age group you just keep doing it at a high level as long as you can all right thank you i appreciate it i'll we're, try yeah we're behind you so <laughs> <All right. laughs> well very good i appreciate your thoughts and, and analysis on this uh, winnie and i know people will be tuned in to channel 45 to hear more from you here this week and uh Thanks for being on the podcast today. All right. Thank you very much for having me.